0: Thank mm-hmm. you. doubled up so it's playing from another tab right now and I and now it's double now it's tripling up that is because of the uh, what was I gonna say now you're gonna hear my voice it and it's all gonna go to shit so you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this boom and boom where is it right there I usually mute the foxhole. <laughs> You're probably wondering what the hell just happened? I don't know. That's never happened to me before. I'm sorry. Very, very sorry. But I got a little Rufus du soul for you. Rufus du Soul. Two clocks. Two clocks. Two beating hearts that synchronize with one another. I thought it was pretty pretty apropos for tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our Tuesday evening excursion. And toward the tail end of last night's show, the Monday night show, May 2nd, we had a little bit of breaking news coming out of Politico that was being spread around by everyone left and right because it was very, very big, big news that there was a leak, very rare leak coming from the Supreme Court getting out ahead of what was supposed supposedly a very monumental decision and a reversal, a course reversal, a course correction by the Supreme Court on the opinion that was given in 1973 on abortion that applied then applied to all 50 states, which it had absolutely no authority and contributed greatly to what is now well over 60 million children that have lost their lives since. Um, so here we are tonight, we're going to be jumping into that topic because it's the big one, big one of the day. And we're lots of questions about what it could mean, what the potential for it really is, uh, how it's going to tie into everything else. Of course, what, uh, what kind of role it's going to play in the election, uh, because we know that nothing's really catching on in the, on the Ukraine front there, um, But there's a lot and I want to take your your calls. I want to take your uh, bring your opinions into the fold get them on the record also Some of your theories your thoughts just we'll We'll get them all in in the first half I just want to get down to the fallout the reaction the you know the nuts and bolts of the situation in the second half Of course, I want to do a little bit more of a digging into the esoteric part of it because we know that this is very ritual this is a uh, a very big piece of the the ritualistic manner in uh, un, under which we are constantly under attack. Uh, this this ritualistic cult. They say women's rights, abortion right. Well, we know that abortion is a, a right, r i t e, for many people out. That's out in the open now. That this is a sacrament, a sacrament, and at this point. At this point in the conversation, because I know uh, many people out there, your your thoughts on on this topic has probably evolved over the years. I know mine has. In if I were in high school and I got a girl pregnant, and we we spoke about it, and 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 she wanted to not have the baby, I'd probably be relieved. You know, uh, but then again, you know, young no experience, no uh, internal dialogue on, on, the, the, on the, the matter, no, no sense of responsibility, nothing. And that's when it was still a very touchy subject. You know, Coming out of the 90s into the new millennium, it was still a very touchy subject where um, even those who were for it knew that it was a very solemn, sad thing. And we've talked about this on the show before. Contemporary, the, the enthusiasm on the contemporary pro-abortion front as a political item is sickening it is a celebratory event they make t-shirts about it they put patches on their arms it's 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 a sickening display so it's not even as solemn a debate between people who are truly trying to do the right thing and and trying to carve out little exceptions for those who are in uh you know, they, they say rape and incest, which is a fraction of 1%, fraction of a fraction. So, I mean, if that really were the thing, if we were all still keeping our, uh, our hooks dug into that little, well, we have to make exceptions for rape and incest, well, then you would pretty much be getting rid of the abortion industry writ large just on that one thing. This has become recreational. It has become a complete surrender of individual responsibility, accountability, and and a divorce from civil rights. Because you're talking about a second life that needs to be accounted for there. So, personally, I've it's something that I have I have grown. I have grown with that, and I have understood it just a little bit deeper, I believe. And uh, I'll just. I'll just defend my position, and I'm I'm sure that people have thought about it just as long and are on the opposite side of the fence, and whatever, whatever. But at this point, I'll just put myself out there. Uh, This is obviously all my opinions and my personal feelings, and um, I just believe that where we are at this point with all of the virtue signaling and all of the, the, the great revelation of the method that we are witnessing right now, there's those who are... So contemptuous, and they are so, so I I don't I don't know they they're so enthusiastic in their involvement in the actual act and 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 I don't know the 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 expansion of what it is we'll get into it all, and then those who are just complicit and are enablers, so you could be the ones that are getting abused, you could be the one that's doing the abusing, or you can be the one that sit back has the ability to say one thing or another, but just defers to the mob and is an enabler. That's what we're seeing right now. And I don't really think that there's going to be a, a lot of room for people to to change their minds in this at this point. I really don't know. All of our problems are not political. Uh, there's no political solution for our problems. So that's what we're doing right now. We're going to be getting into all of this. It's 7.05. And I want to thank you for joining us on what is going to be probably a little bit of a controversial evening. May 3rd, 2022. I'm pretty sure that this is my parents' wedding date back in the day. I think they might've been married 40 years had things going in a parallel universe If things had gone differently. So that's nuts, but welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you to my sponsor for the evening, Secret Nature CBD, 20 years of cultivating the purest organic CBD-rich cannabis flower there is. And I love them because they have bred cannabis strains so low in THC that they are legally certified as hemp and can be shipped legally nationwide. It's legal, it is full-spectrum CBD, and not only can you go and you do your tinctures and your oils, like I always say, but the packaging got me, the years put into cultivating their crop got me, the knowledge that they have, And also the fact that you can get flour, beautiful, stinky, sticky flour that you can grind and roll and pack yourself, or they have a wonderful array of um, of pre-rolls, both J's and L's. And you can go and jump into the different categories of hybrid and indica, sativa, great thing. SecretNatureCBD.com, promo code FRANKLY, 20% off of everything you buy. All right. All right. The June Badass no- nominations, they've been coming in. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Keep sending in your nominees for Badasses from History. It's quite frankly podcast at gmail.com. And also jump into that new show thread that I made the other day about making restitution thread. the uh, Making restitutions and, and, um, and making wrongs right in life. That's going to be a fun show. I also have a couple of comments here about electroconvulsive therapy, electroshock therapy that we were talking about last night, one positive and one negative. We had a pretty neutral call last night from a medical uh, professional that, that talked about their experience around the, uh, around the therapy. But here's one from Paige. Paige says, Frank, I just have a short story about electroconvulsive therapy. I worked in a mental health inpatient unit at a hospital. There was a physician there that took me under his wing and allowed me to assist in treatments. The woman that called in last night described it perfectly. There was a patient that was non-verbal, major depressive diagnosis, uh, other diagnosis pending as she would not speak. I did 15 minute room checks so I was very aware of how she looked and interacted, i.e. she didn't interact. The first room check after her treatment of electroshock therapy, she smiled at me, waved, and said good morning enthusiastically. It was the most disturbing. It was almost disturbing how quickly and vast the change was. That is one of my many stories that stayed with me after working there. Thanks for everything, Paige. Wow. I mean, that is a huge turnaround from unresponsive to smiling, waving. And enthusiastically wishing somebody good morning unprovoked now here's a little one uh, uh, a something on the opposite side this is from uh, Badger Joe let's see here Uh, hold on so he was talking about how uh, his father Let's see here. 1963, Frank. My dad was in the VA hospital where he spent about six months. Sunday on the Zoso Dude podcast, he mentioned missing a daughter's birthday. Well, my dad had gone into the hospital the day before my birthday, and it hurt so much. I still remember when he told me he couldn't make my birthday. I was six years old at the time, but I remember when he went in on a weekly visit uh, to uh, when we went on a weekly visit to him, but the staff wouldn't let us see him. My mother sent the four kids back out to the car, and my mother insisted on seeing a doctor in charge. While she waited, some of the other patients came up to her and told her that no matter what the doctor said, don't believe the doctor because they nearly killed my dad during a treatment. It turned out that they were performing electric shock therapy, even though my dad said he didn't want it. They did finally admit that he nearly died during one of the sessions. My mother is the type of person who always believed the authorities when she came out and said that dad wasn't feeling well. But about two weeks after the hospital called looking for my father because he had walked away from the hospital. Two or three days later, my dad showed up at the house. I remember my parents arguing all that night about going back to the hospital, and in the end, my dad won out. Of course, I was elated. I don't know what they did to my dad, but... He had problems as a result of the electric shock for the rest of his life. He could not stand to be around the medical person in a white coat. He had issues with hospitals until the day he died, but he lived to be 76. Um, That lady called in about the benefits of electric shock therapy. Maybe they figured it out. But I had a normal dad before the hospital stay and of course the VA had misdiagnosed him and when he got specialist provided by a family friend, it turned out that he had thyroid issues, not a damn thing to his head. So as far as I'm concerned, electric shock therapy should be illegal. Oh, and fuck the VA. Badger Joe. Well, yeah, there's a there's a lot there. Obviously, that's a, a very sore personal experience. And a lot has happened since then. This is the most I have learned about electric shock therapy outside of what has been depicted on television, as I said. So, who the hell knows? I mean, if you're in, in an unresponsive state and this has shown some some kind of results, then who, I mean, doesn't everybody have a, deserve a shot in life? Has anybody been, is that catatonic state? You come out. Naturally, I don't know. This is way beyond my pay grade, but there was two submissions from opposite sides of the opinion and experience scale. Now let's go into some grab bag items from the news. Headline from Zero Hedge, the Pope admits NATO likely provoked Putin's invasion. Quote, barking at the gates of Russia, he says. Pope Francis said that he is ready to meet President Vladimir Putin in Moscow in hopes of brokering an end to the war in Ukraine, according to Vatican news agencies. He said in an interview published Tuesday by the Italian Daily, Uh, let's see here, I'm not going to Kiev for now. I feel that I must not go. First, I must go to Moscow. First, I must meet Putin. But I am also a priest. What can I do? I do what I can. If Putin would only open the door... He said uh, among the f- more interesting and surprising lines that came when he addressed the roots of the invasion and the war which started on February 24th, which you say it didn't start on February 24th, started years ago, he told the newspaper that the barking of NATO at the gates of Russia is likely what motivated Putin to attack Ukraine, which is, uh, that's one way of putting it, I guess, but he's still a phony, the Pope, I don't... um So I guess you can give them a half a kudos bar for going at least that far. I heard that there was another big release yesterday of about 80,000 new pages of Pfizer uh, jab data. And what I have been seeing so far has been pretty shitty. We'll talk about that in a couple of more days or maybe a week when any significant portion of that 80,000 can be... Um, digested by those who are better trained than I to read medical data and actually articulate them and are not controlled by some overarching globalist agenda. Here we have from Deadline some good news. Good news for Don Kevin Spacey Lemon. His assault case, an assault case against Don Lemon was dropped by the accuser after a deep dive into my memory. The CNN host lawyer decries malicious and vulgar attack on the client. That's right, after a a lot of inner reflection, the, the accuser said, after a lot of inner reflection and deep dive into my memory, I have come to realize that my recollection of the events that occurred on the night in question when I first met CNN anchor Don Lemon were not what I thought they were when I filed this lawsuit. As a result, I'm dropping the case. The short statement sent out by attorney Robert Barnes for Heiss. concluded. Is that the Robert Barnes that co-hosts with Rich Barris? So obviously somebody didn't want to get run over by a car three times. But congratulations, Don Lemon. You can go on unscathed now. What else do we have? What else do we have? 714 doing well. Here's one for you. Last one of the opening. W T O P news. Heartbreaking wild fox kills 25 flamingos and one duck at a national zoo. The National Zoo's has a wild fox broke through a heavy-duty metal mesh enclosure early on Monday morning and killed 25 flamingos. I thought, that the, um, I thought that, the, that the plural of flamingo was flamingo. I guess not. Down there, it is spelled F-L-A-M-I-N-G-O-E-S. In the headlines, and the headline, it's spelled F-L-A-M-I-N-G-O-S, no E. So obviously, Jack Moore of WTOP is a little confused as well. The zoo staff are devastated and mourning the loss of the 25 flamingos. Well why not celebrating a well-fought meal for the wild fox? This is heartbreaking loss for us, everyone who cares about our animals, said Brandy Smith with the Smithsonian National Zoo and Conservation Biology Institute, the barrier we used passed inspection and they used by other accredited zoos across the country, so is this barrier What prevented the flamingos and the duck from flying away? Staff members inspected exhibits uh, multiple times a day, the zoo said. Um, However, after the discovery the fox attack on Monday, the zoo staff discovered a softball-sized hole that let the fox through. So, everybody, please keep these 25 flamingos in your prayers tonight damn fox. Damn white people. How's that relate? I don't know. But the Smithsonian will find a way. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, share this show far and wide, and please bring more and more of your friends and family in. We're going to be taking calls later on, reading your Super Chats. Please send those in. They're a great way of adding to the show conversationally, and a great way of supporting the show. So go and and use the Super Chats or the the Rumble Rants, or on the Foxhole, or the Rockfin. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Oh, Godfather, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to
1: do. You can act like a man. What am I with you? Is this how you turn down a Hollywood Pinocchio that uh, cries like a woman? <laughs>
2: what can I do? What can I do? What is that, man? Thank you. you spend time with your family? Sure I do. Good. Because a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
0: Last night. How How do we know? We heard it through the grapevine last night, and it took a lot of people by surprise. And the theories are abound because who was the leaker? Who was the leaker at the Supreme Court? Who was it? Was it, uh, you know, everybody's everybody's suspecting Sotomayor and it's somebody on her staff. Obviously, she is a complete nut job. She completely befouled herself, beclowned herself. During that ridiculous uh, COVID mandate uh, session Q and A, that uh, that that whole thing that we got to watch over the summer last year, completely beclowned herself a, a a very unintelligent woman, and you can see that she's just driven, driven by the same kind of maniacal fire. That is, um, that's behind the eyes of most of these crazy teachers that we. ...that we're able to observe in such horrific ways. But this is what came out. This was the focal point of last night's headlines and today's explosions. So let's talk a little bit, huh? Headline Supreme Court from Politico has voted to overturn abortion rights. It's not what's, that's not what's happening. But still, a draft opinion shows... We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled, Justice Alito writes in an initial majority draft circulated inside of the court. The Supreme Court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision and opinion. According to initial draft, majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito circulated inside of the court and obtained by Politico. The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision, which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and, like I say, say, it should be R-I-T-E-S, and subsequent 1992 decision. Planned Parenthood versus Casey, that largely maintained the right. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes, and he's, he's correct. Quote, we, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. He writes in the document labeled as the, quote, opinion of the court, quote, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives in the states, in the states. Deliberations on controversial cases have in the past been fluid. Justices can sometimes do change their votes as draft opinions circulate and major decisions can, sub, uh, can be subject to multiple drafts and vote trading, sometimes until uh, uh, just days before a decision is unveiled. The court's holding will not be the final until it's published, likely in the next two months. This is why people are like, this is all potential. A positive potential, but a potential still. The immediate impact of the ruling as drafted in February would be to end a half-century guarantee of federal constitutional protection of abortion rights and allow each state to decide whether to restrict or ban abortion. It's unclear if there has been uh, subsequent changes to the draft. No draft decision in the modern history of the court has been disclosed publicly while a case is still pending. The unprecedented revelation is bound to intensify the debate over what was already the most controversial case on the docket this term. The draft opinion offers an extraordinary window into the justices' deliberations in one of the most consequential cases before the court in the last five decades. Some court watchers predicted that the conservative majority would slice away the abortion rights without flatly overturning the 49-year-old precedent. The draft shows that the court is looking to reject Roe's logic and legal protections here's a quote in an initial initial draft majority opinion draft uh written by justice samuel alito quote roe was egregiously wrong from the start its reasoning was exceptionally weak and the decision has been damaging has had damaging consequences and far from bringing about a national settlement of abortion issue roe and casey have inflamed debate and deepened division correct correct now, if you wanted to eliminate abortion rights, then uh, the Congress would have to actually draft an amendment to the Constitution that banned abortion, just like the 13th Amendment banned slavery. And you would think that the killing of children would be somewhere on par with the enslavement of, of human beings. Um, you would think it would be somewhere on par there, but we're not, that's not us. That's not us. Uh, and and that's why this would be a huge victory in itself. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, this, this we've been talking about this stuff for many years on this show, many years. I mean, predating YouTube years, especially when it came to the uh, the decision, the opinion about gay marriage. That's something uh, marriage. itself. I said. Listen, if you want you want there to be any kind of a, um, I, I, I remember there was a, a few few of my gay friends they were celebrating. I said, listen. I mean, on the face of it, congratulations. If you're going to get married one day and, and this, this uh, opens something up or whatever. But, you know, there's already a, 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 a dozen or so states that had allowed gay people to marry, them, uh, marry each other and whatever. Uh, and, and, and what does this really do? It, it, it doesn't do anything but damage things. And the precedent that's been set, aside from the abortion thing being the loss of tens of millions of lives... The precedent that that things like abortion rulings in the Supreme Court and gay, gay marriage rulings in the Supreme Court do for a cultural, uh, uh, on a cultural level, cannot be measured. Cannot be measured. That strikes to the heart of the Bill of Rights. It strikes to the heart, it, it throws a lance through the heart of the 10th Amendment. Now, I always thought it would be a really great idea if we actually had a a solutions-based uh, a culture and people that actually wanted to kick around some ideas, while to perfect or maybe improve upon society, while holding in balance our um, our you know our checks and balances, and making sure that the legislature was doing its proper work, and that the courts were held in check, and that the executive branch was held in uh, in in check as well, and kept uh, kept in a little tiny box I said you should make a constitutional amendment that pretty much says hey how about this no government no government state or federal none should have any ruling over uh over marriage none I mean all, first of all what happened when you had some when the Supreme Court got involved with gay marriage they won the the permission to ask the government permission to get married. Now, all of your moral and religious opinions aside on gay marriage, let's just think about the the, the socio political impacts of that. Of of even heterosexual couples getting together and first having to go and get a marriage license. These are all remnants. Marriage licenses are all remnants of a very a very racist democrat uh democrat party passed by the way that and uh and and gun control very making sure that there was no intermarrying that uh, it was harder and harder for freed slaves to own firearms there's just a lot of this stuff i think marriage licenses in general are egregious horrific consenting adults should be able to gather their friends their family in a congregation setting with with uh their ministers priests pastors whatever the hell it is wherever they are and they should be able to take vows before any setting that is comfortable for them that speaks to them and, and, and is able to bind them together through some through uh, a holy union of marriage and then from there draw up legal Legal uh, lines of privilege in all things, from healthcare to inheritances to everything else. You pretty much form legal partnerships out there, and 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 that's really what you do. You don't. I I so I hate the idea of government being involved in any anything. All right. I don't. I don't listen. I don't. uh, I don't want the government to be the thing that's telling anybody that this one thing is is uh, legitimate in the eyes of this or that. So these are the biggest implications and the biggest things that really damage us down in the long run. As far as a once republic, you know, how to scratch back to what we were as a republic. Now, on the Roe versus Wade situation and the Casey case, you're talking about implications that have a huge human death toll. Huge. Gigantic. Gigantic. Because this has, in, this has encouraged a cultural shift alongside of everything else that happened in the 1960s with the Great Society and, um, and, and the destruction of the family and single motherhood on the rise and everything else and the, the, the establishment of the education department. and it all, go, it all links together. There's not one thing that you can separate from the other. It's been a full court press for generations now. But nothing takes away the objective positivity. This is positively a good thing. And you just got to it, it, it pray that it goes through. Just got to pray that it goes through. So that's what's been going on. And, and from there, uh, we had this. The SCOTUS blog, they came out to talk about the leak itself. It's impossible to overstate the earthquake this will cause inside the court in terms of the destruction of the trust among the justice and staff, this leak is the gravest, most unforgivable sin. Let's see, who's going to get the rope? Here is a statement from Chief Justice John Roberts. I'm sorry that it looks a little fuzzy. It says, yesterday a news organization published a copy of a draft opinion in the pending case. In a pending case, justices circulate draft opinions internally as a routine and essential part of the court's confidential, deliberative work. Although the document described in yesterday's report is authentic, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issues in the case. Chief Justice John Roberts Jr. provided the following statement. To the extent that this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. We at the court are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees, and law clerks alike intensely loyal to the institutions and dedicated to the rule of law. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the confidentiality of the judicial process and upholding the, tr- the trust of the court. This was a singular and egregious breach of that trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public servants who work here. I have directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation into the source mm-hmm. of the leak. Well. Well, if it's anything like uh, that James Wolfe guy leaking classified FISA material just so that he could bang Ally Watkins then they're going to get off Scott Scott Clean. Nothing happened to that guy. I mean, he lost his job. He's not serving a life sentence like he should be. And Allie Watkins is is still out there uh, dumbing people down with her reporting. So um, there you go. That's Robert's statement. Now, ultimately, we can only pray that the right thing happens, like I said. I, I don't see why the majorities would shift the decision because of the leak. As he just said, they might shift the decision because the deliberative the deliberative uh, process that they're going through of everybody writing opinions and whatever, and perhaps uh, some mental giant like Elena Kagan or Sotomayor uh, makes, makes uh, justice Kavanaugh change his mind on things or Amy Coney Barrett change her mind on things. Perhaps that could still happen. I don't know how it could happen on the merits of, of their, their intellect But maybe there's other deals that would be made. So, I mean, that's I I don't know why this would shift the decision because of the leak, because it was going to be. It was going to reach the public in one way or another. But people like Benny Johnson claim this. Tweeted this out today. I just spoke with former Supreme Court clerk. They are horrified. This is a quote, quote. The leak has to come from a clerk or a justice themselves. It is intended to blow up the court. Criminal investigation needs to happen now. They suggested Sotomayor has the most radical leftist staff, which is not a surprise whatsoever, given what kind of a person she's shown herself to be. And um, others theorize that a so-called conservative judge staffer, could have been trying to put something out in the open to put pressure on the majority to stay in place. Don't move. Don't you dare move. But I don't know why that would be the case, because if the majority swung toward the Roe versus Wade affirming side of things, that they would still get just as much shit as they would otherwise. John Roberts had no problem changing his opinion on Obamacare. It looked like Obamacare was dead in the water until John Roberts, at the, at the 11th hour, changed his opinions on things, on the definition of state, and other little uh, nitpicky ridiculousnesses. So it has to be coming from someplace like a staff on uh, Sotomayor, which you would think that would be good enough to have her kicked out of there too. That would be wonderful. But they'd be, you know, they'd be hey, listen, we, we appreciate the help, Sonia." Thank you. We appreciate it. That no, was very nice. But let's just, let's just try to play clean for a little while longer. Um, and then, of course, there's nothing but rabid stupidity coming from the average American. Nothing but rabid stupidity. Oh, look, this, this is from Anonymous. Just remember all those conversations we had with Jim Lee about Anonymous. This came out of Anonymous's official YouTube account, uh, a Twitter account, Your on News. For the right-wingers, a mask mandate... Is more oppressive than a pregnancy, A pregnancy mandate, with no. It's not. See, this is how stupid. This is how, a pregnancy mandate. That's that's what this is, with no moderate safety net in place after childbirth. So socialism, central government. That's where the USA apparently is going. Anonymous, whoever is running the anonymous account over there at Langley, and the right wing bombed Planned Parenthood. To get here. So, I mean, uh, now you know why Hillary Clinton has been shouting them out so much lately. Bomb Planned Parenthood to get here. Where's here? Where's here? I mean, this would be a correction of a grave judicial error that contributed to tens of millions of children losing their lives. And they're saying, oh my God, no, this put tens of millions of children out of their misery. They never had a chance. If they were born poor, they would always be poor. They'd never make something of themselves. There's not one poor family out there with integrity that could ever hold it together, love each other, and raise a child in love and and teach them how to to have good morals and, 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 uh, and social skills and to be able to make something of nothing. That's not an American story at all. That doesn't happen in America, never has. Never has, you gotta kill the children to save them. That's coming from anonymous. Or uh, like I said, their official internet presence that's been co-opted by the feds. It's just incredible, just incredible. That's why I say, ladies and gentlemen, I, I um, outside of this audience and other specialized circles of people that I, uh, I roll in, in my private life, I have to tell you I'm not very hopeful for the future. There is certainly uh especially when it when it comes to you know the big picture there is no political solution to this is this is this imbecility that we're seeing come from people is terminal terminal oh man, woefully stupid it actually hurts like physical pain uh here is a um and not to mention not to mention this is. If, if all said and done, if there's less than 40 states that still maintain that abortion is legal after this, I would be shocked. You know, this is a potential course correction by the Supreme Court on something that they had no jurisdiction uh, on. Nothing. They should have, it should have been thrown out the whole Roe situation. But it would merely just throw this issue back to the states to decide. And if you're going to tell me that any significant portion of the states are going to outright ban abortion. I would I would maybe give the benefit of the doubt to a to, to 3 to 4 that would outright ban it. Others would restrict it after after you know uh, you know 15 weeks, 20 weeks. That's the that that seems to be like the the, the happy medium which I don't know why anybody has given even that much. But if there's less than 40 out of 50 states that maintain that abortion is legal and make it available to people. I would be shocked. So all of the, all of the craziness and the meltdowns are just, it. You can just see how how broken people are, especially because once again, what are they melting down over? What are they fighting for? What have they what have they embraced? What are they embracing? Why is this so important to them? Because it's been assigned to them, like everything else. In the second half of the show, we'll be getting into a little bit more of those deeper things that I, I, um, I like injecting into the the format. But let's see, um, let's see here, let's see. There's a couple of breakdowns here that I wanted to show you. Here's the first one. Here's a little compilation from some freaks on on Twitch, I think, or Instagram or whatever. Pretty incredible here. Watch this. Oh, you already see the crazy eyes, right?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, there's mother of the year right there. Now, did you, don't, 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 don't preg- impregnate me. Uh, fuck. Wow. Wow. This is what I'm talking about. That's not a... I mean it's a human form but what is that this is this is something this is another it's another we have seen the species there's a fork in the road and we took it it was just like we're it's like split ends at the end of a uh, strand of hair really um insane let's i guess we'll just keep going a little bit more with this one
2: abortion law goes beyond a woman's issue and it goes beyond anything you can ever imagine this
0: yeah well yeah well your imagination is the problem you idiot because it's not a law it's an opinion it's not a law do you know they don't know how laws are passed they don't care they don't care
2: societal implications of this are going to be insane the amount of uh just pain and damage this is going to cause, and the full ability to tell a woman what she can and can't do with her body, and we're going back into a handmaid's tale system.
0: Oh, there's the hands, handmaid's tale. and this is, And this is the problem with the histrionic women crying to each other on the internet. Roe v. Wade was overturned, and it wasn't even done. These are deliberative texts that have been sent to each other. Now, it may be overturned, and praise be to God if it happens, but this is just... I need to get on the internet right now. My followers need to hear from me. My followers need to hear from me. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, three years ago, three years ago, you remember this? When these monsters in Albany, New York, they, quote unquote, strengthened abortion rights. They're patting each other on the back giving each other standing ovations. They turned the top of the Empire State Building pink with the lights over there for Planned Parenthood. In the state, they, they strengthened abortion rights in the state by asserting that a child was not technically a human being until the day they were born, okay? They didn't need permission from Washington, D.C. to do that. So in places like New York, you can wait until the baby's due date to tear them limb from limb and sell their body parts to a laboratory run by Anthony Fauci in Pennsylvania. You could wait until their due date, and you'd be a hero to someone like this crazy bitch. But outside of that, there's nothing to even debate or discuss on a cultural level at this point. In my eyes, this latest, this this newest, this most contemporary generation of abortion supporters are hopeless, like this this chick is hopeless, unless she has some kind of near-death experience, kind of, not a near-death experience, but something that rattles her and, and breaks this glacial divide between her and reality. This is a country that is dominated by matriarchal irrationality and unaccountability for actions. Despite this, 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 this nonsense of this place being a patriarchy that needs to be destroyed or anything like that, we are, pro, we are so pro-female to the detriment of boys and men, socially, educationally, legally, and I'm not, I'm not even just talking about crime and punishment, but I'm talking about no-fault divorce laws, child custody laws, it is horrendous. It is horrendous what kind of privilege has been created for women in the, in the idea that we are equalizing society. It's so far beyond that. And when it comes to sex, so far, This whole we're we're so sex positive i we're so far beyond that i mean we're, we're sex addicted a sex addicted society and still despite the birth control pills the injections the devices the rubbers all the subsidies all the discounted uh all the discounted drugs in many states you don't even need to it's not even required to get parental consent for a child under the age of 18 to go on birth control and still, despite all of that, there is no room for personal responsibility anywhere when it comes to reproductive organs somehow mysteriously reproducing life. It's a level of brainwashing that is terminal. Terminal. Society
1: here. All of you women who sat
2: home, all of you young girls, Adults
0: over 18 years old who- What's wrong with her right eye, uh, eyebrow? What the hell's going on here? Is that, that's, is that a wig? Is this everything just a filter? Did not go out and vote? Go out and vote? What are you talking about? What does this have to do with anything? Who did not
2: think that you need to protect your womb?
0: Oh, well, th- that's the whole problem. There is no protection of the womb, as I just said you've got everything available to you. Everything available to you, including the old pullout method. Get your timing down. Everything available to you. And now we gotta listen to this.
2: We're now back in the dark ages. Oh, fuck Um, you. Brace yourselves,
0: ladies. Brace yourselves. I'm with you. I'm with you, don't worry, don't worry. Pudgy woman from somewhere is with you, ladies. I know this has been a very hard day for you all, but pudgy woman from somewhere out there is with you. Just remember when you go to bed at night, you don't need to say your prayers. You don't need to say your prayers before you go to bed because you know there's a lot of debate about God and the presence of God out there. You know that pudgy woman exists, and she's told you today, today that she is with you and she will be with you. We should start a new religion, where Pudgy Woman is in the center of it all. I just... (laughs) Oh man, oh my gosh. So, that is, that's just a little taste. I have a little bit more media for you. We can do this here we too. We'll just keep doing it. How about we just keep doing it together? Shall we? Here's another mashup. Here's another mashup that I got from Libs of TikTok. Pro-abortionists take the TikTok expressing a range of opinions and emotions as they, they don't have a range. These are NPCs. They're non-player characters. There is only so many things they can say. There is only so many functions. And of course, if you act aggressive around them, maybe they will attack you. And then of course, if you, then they'll, they'll just diffuse them. There's not a range, but still let's do it to ourselves, shall we?
2: If Roe versus Wade gets overturned, there will be mayhem in these streets.
0: I know. She's going to eat them. She's going to eat the streets. Watch out.
2: For everyone out there with uterus, get on Amazon. Buy Plan B Generic. It's about 10 bucks. Stock up for any of your friends, family, <laughs> any
0: person with uterus that may need it. And- <laughs> for any person with a uterus that may need it. Quick, get to Amazon. I know we hate the big corporations, but they have all the best, the best discount Plan B. Ladies, anybody with a uterus out there, get on there. Stock up, stock up, or oh, we're never gonna not be pregnant. Please stock up on the Plan B. Get on Amazon right now. Get it for your friends. It's like they're, pre- they're preparing for a blizzard. The blizzard's coming. Like, everybody, get to the store. Get yourself some milk. Get yourself some bread, some eggs, some cookies so you can have something to enjoy. when it's, it, Just please, the blizzard, the, the pregnancy blizzard is coming. Stock up on your plan B, please. 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 Oh, these pathetic, these pathetic wenches. the near future
2: anti-abortion anti-trans and anti-lgbt laws are inseparable from one another and all represent an attack designed to enforce a gender hierarchy
0: oh yeah well you know what else is uh combined with all that nausea nausea that's um yeah holy fuck she does her eyebrows with a hedger my god those teeth One hell of a nose on you, too.
2: The whole point is to reduce our genders and sexualities to the biological role of reproduction and to use that to control our bodies. You know what? I'll just go ahead and say it. If Roe v. Wade Uh, gets overturned, I am fucking getting a vasectomy.
0: uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, ladies and gentlemen. He went there. He said it. Ladies, you are in trouble. Mr. Hamster over here is not going to give anybody his sperm anymore, unless babies can be aborted in all 50 states. You better tread lightly out there at the Supreme Court. Make the right decision. Because what would we ever do without a steady supply of Mr. Hamster's seed? Yeah, that's right. I'll fucking pro-designative vasectomy.
2: To be white women. What a
0: f- what- Jeez. A- Jeez.
2: And
1: that keeps saying that it's gonna be like Handmaid's Tale when- when O.V. Raid is overturned Please shut up Please Shut up Because people of color have been experiencing handmaid's tale since became this
2: fucking country.
0: Oh, 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 there you go There's the one who's like, okay, how can I set myself aside from all the stupid fat women? Oh, okay I'm black. So let me tell all the white women who uh, Apparently they they're all upset about the same thing. Let me start some infighting here to tell all the white women to shut up because uh, we are living a handmaiden's tale ever since we came to this fucking country. Get the hell out! Get a, No, I can't go anywhere! Nowhere else is better! Well then, shut the fuck up! So, um... Oh, and, and then watch out. Here comes cool granny with the sunglasses from 1994.
2: This is a way to keep the population going so that they can have... Workers and keep making the rich rich.
0: Oh, God get technology out of everybody's hands We are not built for this kind of exposure. We are not built for this kind of exposure Mm -hmm. Not not this is a this is a horror show Rob Zombie could not produce a scarier movie than the one that we're living through right now Holy shit, you know what I mean? And then you get this comment, then you get comments from equally stupid people, like this kid, his name was Venom, Venom B. And Venom says, as long as it's accepted that abortion is the killing of an innocent child, I'm fine with it. It's a horrible act and should be heavily thought out decision, but it should still be available. Unless you're willing to adopt a child right now, being against abortion is silly. So unless people who otherwise take responsibility for their decisions in life and their actions in life are willing to drop everything right now to adopt a child, to adopt a child that someone else wants to offload, then we need to make... The option to, as he said in the beginning, kill an innocent child available to all. what a moron What a moron those are the, those are the fence sitters that are trying to find their way trying to navigate their way through the rocky shores here and, and pick up a friend or two and try to make some kind of a kind of a poignant uh, uh, the point out there. Wow, just a uh, just but here, listen. I, I want to. I'll show you something else. Just a little bit off topic because we have a couple of minutes until we get to the top of the hour here. Just a few minutes left, and why not just jump into it? Where are we at? Hold on. Here we go. Now, libs of TikTok. They also put this out. I saw this circulating, but they got it the whole. All the screenshots were put together very nicely. There was a worksheet, an anti-racism worksheet, uh, at a Washington DC elementary school that was handed out and um, they started taking pages out of this workbook that was its just as incredible as you'd you imagine. This first page over here included a, uh, a a page where students can actually talk about a family member that they can accuse of racism. Here it is. Knowledge check, who in your family has racist beliefs? Do you think you can change their ways? What is your strategy for dealing with them? Yeah, this is a, a common thing that was done in Germany during the 1940s, you know, and also in the Soviet Union. Usually when you would narc on your friends and family in the Soviet Union, you get to get all of their belongings once they're taken off to the gulag. If you're able to, uh, to, to, to point out a dissident or anybody that doesn't agree with the state in Soviet Russia back in the day, you can actually be awarded their house. So that's what we're grooming children who become these crazy ass men and women that we're looking at in these compilations today. Here's another one. Here's another one. Another worksheet in the anti-racism handbook given to elementary students says that if a student doesn't see racism in their life, it means they aren't paying attention. Listen to this. Where do you see racism in your daily life? Life keep in mind this is not what you see on television or in the media This is what you see in your personal environment and in yourself Write your answers below for each category if you don't see it in a certain area. It probably means you aren't paying attention Where do you see racism in yourself this requires true soul-searching be real with yourself? Don't feel guilt shame and own it. It's the first step in becoming an anti-racist and this is why, ladies and gentlemen, by the, time, by the time everybody turns 20 years old after being in this system, so many people, so especially the girls that they go after, this is really about them because they're the ones who have been awarded the most privilege in, 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 in the country and, and uh, they're going to be the ones who, who keep the men in check. This is why by the time so many of these people are 20 years old, you have no chance of reaching them on an intellectual level. Maybe they have some kind of, like I said before, uh, a a kind of near-death experience that completely shakes their world apart in ways they never thought. Because they have been sucked into, by that time, 10 years. By the time they turn 20, they will have already spent 10 years in a purely hallucinogenic reality. Okay, They're being encouraged because you know that if they don't say the right answer, that's going to reflect poorly on their grades, the report cards, the way that they get any kind of attention from higher levels of education uh, when they start applying for schools or whatever the hell it is. They need to actually find things inside of them that they could narc on, people they can narc on. They have to find a way to invent things, to see things that are not there. I'm just I'm just surprised it's just I'm just surprised at all this stuff really am I have a little bit more of this in the second half plus your calls and your super chats and I hope that you guys and gals have been sending them in because I cannot wait to read them all we'll get to that in just a moment don't go anywhere it's time for intermission please if you enjoy this show just remember we've been together for a long time been doing this in one form or another for about 15 years now 16 years And I have never once, and I will never, put this show behind a paywall. I pick up a a wonderful sponsor or two, but mostly the people who really make this show take off are the individual personal sponsors who become sponsors on QuiteFrankly.tv, through the website, on Subscribestar, Patreon for as long as that's around. I would suggest people go to Subscribestar, go to QuiteFrankly.tv, and become even just a $1 a month sponsor. I, it would, it would uh, continue to open up and brighten the horizons for many more years to come. You guys are my greatest sponsor, and uh, even for those of you out there where it's just not in the cards right now, things are just too tight, or you, you, know, you can't make one thing work over another, that's fine. Just keep showing up, keep having a good time, and share the show whenever you can. That's all I care about, and I, uh, I ultimately, I'm very, very grateful for you all, and I'm looking forward to the second half of the show let alone the second half of this year. Thank you all again. We will be right back.
2: Welcome to Intermission. We'll
0: we'll be right back.
2: Yeah, intermission.
1: Entering, quite frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, quite
2: frankly, quite frankly,
1: quite frankly, quite frankly,
2: quite frankly, 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 quite
0: frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, we all support, quite frankly. Okay. So, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Over to the tip of stream, and then we'll go to the Rockfin, and then we'll go to the Rumble Rants, and then we will go to the Gold Pills on Foxhole. First one up, Chiquita. Keep this up, and uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's wait, wait, wait. Keep this up, and Saint Father Frank is gonna start laying hands on people. No, not at all. I, I honestly, this, this, it really. Com- I'm not coming from a religious standpoint. I, I am on my own spiritual path, and uh, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm getting searching answers to a lot of questions I never asked when I was younger and and Just doing a lot of a lot of reflecting in that respect, but this is something so much more primal It's so much more basic. I I really hope it's not getting preachy from a religious standpoint today And obviously there's going to be some of that inside of me tied to my opinions, but it's 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 much more And as and I know we've had we have have had uh, members of the audience call in to talk about their experiences with abortion, their regrets, the reason why things happened to them and how they're feeling about it all these years later. I never and I'm once again, I know it's hard to keep this in check along the way when I'm watching people like this on TikTok and elsewhere put themselves out there and really represent the mainstream political opinion of those who are in Congress. You can say, oh, that's a, that's a very, very fringe element. Well, the fringe element has seized the media. They have seized the education system. They have seized the DOJ. They have seized the Congress. They've seized the White House. I mean, they're insidious. They may very well be a very small group of people, but they are allowed empty cans. The empty can rattles the most. This squeaky wheel, man this squeaky wheel is a is a vicious one and i never want to feel like i'm i'm judging those who like as i who have actually had had to make those decisions and chose to have an abortion years ago or whenever the hell it was because judgment is ultimately not mine and as i've said time and time again i come from a a place in my childhood where i remember how somber of a debate, this was. It was never not heated. Okay, abortion clinics have been bombed in the past. I would never, uh, I would never uh, endorse things, uh, you know, actions like that. Abortion clinics have been bombed, but it's more so about what this has become. What has, and you know, it's become something so much more ugly, and and a piece of pop culture for some reason. And, um, and those who are in charge of the narrative, they know it's ugly, too, because they can never talk frankly about what is going on and what happens after the abortion, not only to the mothers, but to the remnants, the human remains of the fetus, the kind of people who, who, who handle it afterwards, the way that the rest are disposed of, the money that's exchanged for it. So that's where that's where I come from, and I hope it's not really getting preachy. Chiquita says, "Keep this up." Oh, well, there you have it again. Oh, oh twice. Those twice from Chiquita. Chiquita, thank you so much for the the duplicate there. I appreciate you. Captain Cast Iron says, "This SCOTUS issue is just a uh, just like the Florida parental rights bill, a blind emotion reaction. No one really read the bill." Uh, or read any of those things as a an attempt by the left to pressure the court through the media and the public emotional response. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There is that. There is that aspect of it. I had a here. There's this. What happened last night? I got home and I was just reading and watching and scrolling around. And I when I went on Twitter, I saw this. This was from Victoria Taft. Victoria Taft, the Adult in the Room podcast, PJ Media, said the leak was done, the word went out, the story was published, fences went up, signs were already made, radicals already outside of SCOTUS. Gee, that seemed awfully fast. Now, a lot of people noticed that, that there was obvious coordination there. Uh, Hillary Clinton was tweeting about how how 3 and 5 people support abortion rights back on like Feb on April 28th. So there there was a little bit of seeding of the public consciousness there. But then again these people never stopped talking about it. They never stopped talking about it. But there was coordination 100%. There is that. And um, my my friend Ben published this on on tumblr he said this he says before you get all all uh, all start treating scotus possibly overturning roe as this galvanizing moment for the democrat party voting base don't forget the first they have first they have to stop infighting over how women versus birthing person stuff which they will never do yeah i mean the the waters are so much deeper there so when i started listening to all this and, and and thinking about it we can be honest about one thing there is partly Partly this is the case, that there are Marxist creatures inside of the court itself that saw this happening, that saw that it was leaning toward Roe being completely repudiated, the opinion changed, and a a real repudiation attached to the majority opinion. They saw this happening, and they are probably scared that there is no way that the majorities are going to switch, and they wanted to be the Paul Revere or Paula Revere of abortion. Okay, now, obviously, there's coordination, like we said before, because here you have an unprecedented leak that's going to put pressure. Uh, We know that pressure on the judiciary has caused so many people to back down for doing what was right, especially in November of 2020 or after November of 2020. So it's totally believable that this just came down to somebody on the inside, perhaps promoted or pushed along or given the wink by someone else to just go out and be impulsive and they all have zero regard for what happens to them because obviously they believe in this horrible cause and this this could be like their form of sacred martyrdom. We'll see we'll see what happens when they find the leaker, if they publicize who the leaker is and if we know what actually happens to them. But there there is that one thing that they saw this coming and they wanted to get the word out to create some kind of craziness in the streets. But of course, now that that's out there, this will be used for the election, though not in the way that most people think. Like my buddy Ben had said on Tumblr, it's not really going to galvanize the support that they think it's going to, at least not in my estimation. Because the fact that literally, and I, I hate that word, literally, I think it's, a, it's been ruined. But they literally, as a, as a party, they have nothing to campaign on as an issue now except kill the babies. That is not a winner. That's not a winner. So the abortion issue is only going to be about In In my case, maybe it's not only going to be about that, but there is a great possibility from the way I'm seeing it that this is about astroturfing a reason as to why Democrats may do unexpectedly well during the midterms. You know, if they're, if they're able to steal enough seats to maintain at least one House of Congress during the next two years. You know, we live in a post-consent world for a while now, and, and they don't care about votes. They do not care about it. They just care about manufacturing polls and media optics that can translate into a reasonable justification for an otherwise fake election result all right just you know the, the suckers both republican suckers and democrat suckers and then of course there are those who know what went on and just like the fact that they won no matter what the suckers have been telling us since 2020 well it's not about really that joe biden was so universally loved obviously he has some problems it was that donald trump was just hated that badly that's why a supposed 81 million people voted against the economy that was doing well for them and a world in relatively peaceful conditions. That's why 81 million people needed to get out and vote or mail in a vote to get Donald Trump out. Their lives were just horrible. But then again, it was COVID. COVID too. That was Donald Trump's problem too, right? So that's all in play. Plus... I don't know when it's going to happen, but Russia may be mopping up in, in in Ukraine soon, and this rash of state-approved flag waving that's going on over here in the U.S. with the Ukrainian flag, that's going to be getting stale before you know it. It's going to get stale. You know, during the Gulf War, wrapping the yellow ribbons around the tree got stale. So, seems to me that this is all just very convenient. That it looks like it's uh it's time to get all the ladies into their pink pussy hats again. See, Halloween never ends in this country. Halloween never ends. And um, yeah, let's get into some some more comments. Let's see. Okay, uh, Philip Philip Myanus. Philip, Myanis says, I got a vasectomy today because Roe versus Wade was overturned and bought a uterus from the Ukrainians to show support for females and Ukraine. Wow. This is probably the most progressive person in the world. We found, we found peak progressive. It's here. Philip, Myanis right over here on, on the tip of stream. Remember this night, ladies and gentlemen. We found him. Got a vasectomy today because Roe versus Wade was overturned, and bought a uterus from the Ukrainians. So stimulated the Ukrainian economy. Just to show support for females and the Ukraine. That's amazing. Can't take away that. Can't take that away from Philip. Dark Maga Pepe says you made this normally dark frog chuckle bigly highlighting those liberal crazies thank you well I'm glad that that went over well for some people I made, my, I made myself laugh too when that happens I know that I'm on the right path but I, but I can't play it straight too well Sunshine Girl 2 says thank you Frank for putting into words those frustrations the disgust and the outrage that we all feel you'll never need to thank me but, but you're, you're welcome thank you Sunshine Girl All right, over to Rockfin. Let's see what Rockfin is doing over there. We got a wonderful group of people watching on Rockfin. Love the fire tonight, man, says Chris Wall. I know it's a balance to keep the show fun, but you're right on, and sometimes you just need to let it out. Uh, Many like-minded people are going through these crazy days with you. God bless. Thank you, Chris. And Fish Head Montana says, greetings from the greater Yellowstone ecosystem. Maybe I'll get a summer house in Montana, summer and fall. And I'll get out of there when the going gets tough, because I'm a wimp. Thank you, Fishhead, and thank you to everybody on Rockfin. Wonderful, wonderful, sleek, amazing uh, platform over there. And you know what? It's pretty easy to go live on mobile with their mobile app. So I think maybe I'll go live from there one night around the the fire the fire pit to uh, drive up some subscriptions over there because it's just always good to have people subscribed all over the place for rainy days let us see into the Rumble rants I see we have one over here from selling the farms is keeping me smiling Frank well stay stay happy selling the farm 1300 people watching over there on the Rumble and I hope that continues to grow I'd like to see people having a good time all over the place. Now on to Foxhole, which is nestled in such a cozy, wonderful way on Quite Frankly TV, powered by Foxhole and Pilled.net. Which, of course, last night on Quite Frankly TV, the after-hours programming was a lot of fun. There was just some good info and memes and fun stuff. And then the movie Monday, the movie of the night, was uh, Blazing Saddles. Nobody knew what it was. It was a it's a it's a, a mystery movie. I don't even know what the picks are. And last night, the guys at the network put on blazing saddles. And that was a that was one hell of an experience. Okay, Jay Jewel, Jay Jewel says, no snit tonight, comfy here, thank you Frank. Thank you Jewel, I hope you have a wonderful, comfortable uh, ig- ig- evening on quitefrankly.tv. And you can cast that over to your television just as easily as anything else. 123SKG, enjoyed your interview with Zoso Dude. Zoso Dude is a very gracious host, as I said last night, and I loved being on with him, and I can't wait to do it again one night. Sean Joe, thank you. Ohio Kimmy says, hey Frank, good evening. Good evening to you, Kimmy. C Blanche, thank you. C Blanche again says, crazy bitch. Sean Joe, C Blanche, what a uh, what a world, C. Blanche says. What a world. Thank you, Trick Pony. Thank you, Tennessee Darling. Tennessee Darling says, Frank, my 43rd birthday was last Tuesday, but I had to go out of state due to my family, due to family emergency. Well, Tennessee Darling, I hope that your 43rd birthday was good regardless of the emergency, and I hope everything is well with your family. Happy birthday to you. And uh, and thank you for being out there. It's great to hear from you. All the best to you, Tennessee. Maybe I'll be your 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 neighbor one day. Might be your next door neighbor, Laura Y four one two. I know someone is very pers- uh, very personal who had abortions years ago. Still to this day, wonders about forgiveness. Well, I think that there's forgive that, that forgiveness is there for anybody. I really do think so. But there has to be a You know, there has to, whether you call it karma or penance or something, something has to be paid. Something's taken has to be paid. And I do believe that anybody could, can, can see truly what went wrong and to just, I don't know, rid themselves of, detach themselves from whatever the hell was driving them in that way. And then, yeah, of course, the hard part about humanity and being human is that you still have to live with, you still have to live with the memory. And we have a a very, very, we do this thing to ourselves where we will relive a moment every time we think about it. We will feel the same kind of shock, the same kind of shame, heartbreak, whatever it is, we do it to ourselves over and over again. And it's just one of those pieces of our of our being that you you can't turn off and maybe you can get better with it. So I don't know how to, how to coach anybody through that aside from just being there for them because I'm afflicted with that as well. You know, um, we always talk about, we were talking about restitution the other night and how to make a wrong, right. And trying to correct something that you did in your life or, or, um, or, or turn a corner and, and form a new path. I I don't I think that if you're 99 years old and you only have one day left, if whatever kind of turn and conversion in your heart happens is is real and you know if it is, you can feel a, a shift, a, a polar shift. Whether you're 99 years old and only have one day left, you still have 100% left. I really do believe it. I really do believe it. Obviously, there's tons of people who would who would say anything. Um, At the end, but I mean only you know what's moving around inside of you And that's just one of those deep things you can't really come to terms with sometimes But it's there Okay, let's see here Zoso dude says just saying playing those lib videos hamster boy would have been a perfect time to don the hat ah Oh, I forgot Zoso I forgot. I should have had the jester hat on for that. You know what? I'm going to take it out of the other room. I'm going to leave it right here so that I see it, I remind myself, and I can just jump in from time to time. Uh, 123SKG says, the Project Veritas revelations should be waking up some about the business of abortion. Well, it should have. They've been out for years now. But remember, most people, they put up their defenses and said, oh, they'll these these were ill-gotten videos, and they were probably edited. They were not edited, and regardless of how they were gotten, even though they were not ill-gotten, they show something that, are, that is completely indefensible. What is driving the need to get a culture so celebratory in their, in their embracing of abortion? There is an industrial edge to this, and there is a ritual edge to this. We are being stripped of God. We are being stripped of belief. But those at the top, they understand what human energy is. They understand the power of sacrifice. And they understand the kind of primal forces of nature that are actually interwoven into our earthly, uh, our earthly activities here. And the less that we are paying attention to the spiritual and the supernatural, the more they are able to do whatever the hell they want with our hijacked energy. And we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. Let's see here. Um... EO says, quit talking nonsense. We're counting on you conquering Montana, man. (laughs) Uh, Montana needs to go and invade Idaho right now because Idaho is being uh, conquered by California. That's what Montana needs to do immediately. Invade Idaho. You don't need me. One guy is not going to do much, even though when I do get to Montana, I'm going to kill as many ranchers as I need to to acquire 50,000 acres. Okay? Okay. Okay, let's see what else I have here. Uh, Mazington says thank you for covering the abortion issue. No one can be neutral on this. Not anymore. Not anymore. It is is as naked as as naked can be. Thank you, Paulie nine three six three. Tonight's show scared me. I shit myself. I'm sorry. C Blanche says, God bless this show. You deserve it. And one horse pony soldier said, glad you weren't aborted, Frank. Hey, um, a lot of things could have happened. I'm glad I wasn't either, though. And I'm very grateful for my life, though some days can really, as you all know, put you through the ringer. And um, I have a lot going on in my personal life right now. This is one of the places where I, I try to keep a level head and keep some venting going on and just like you there's there's a lot of things that are are happening and i i pray for people in my life constantly and i hope that we all can get through nicely Honey Bee on Rumble says good evening from Michigan. Well, good evening right back at you. So let's take a really quick break. When we come back, we are jumping into a little bit more of the good versus evil portion of the show. And hopefully we can take some calls afterwards. All right, so don't go anywhere. Be right back. Things are going to get better. You just hang in there, Mitch. Thanks for listening, Jeff. Say, listen now.
1: You ever need anything. I mean, anything at all. You come to me. Can I stay at your place today? Well, see, the thing is this. I, uh... I live over at the Y, as you know. Um... I got a roommate, old Jack, who is a little particular when it comes to strangers. Oh, yeah. Well, no problem. Thanks. He just got his knee drained last week. Uh, that's all right. I'll find another place. We needed it too. That thing was getting a little bit right. (laughs) I get the picture. Maybe I'll just sleep in my (laughs) car. Old Jack's an odd duck, I tell you. Um, Many times I catch him staring at me sleeping, which is off-putting. Yeah, I guess it would be, yeah. His feet bleed. I don't want to stay at your place. Point taken. Point taken, Mitch.
2: Quite frankly, listen live or download it and take it with you wherever you go while you're driving, walking, working, or. <laughs> you dirty dog. For all things, go to quitefrankly.tv. You like what you see? Become a sponsor. Quite frankly, streams live weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, wherever you get your podcast. So, for everything, it's quitefrankly.tv. Why? Dude. Think about that. Think about that. <sighs> I'm not excited. I can take on like 15 of them, folks.
1: Reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it people comes say from it's China. it's racist. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I, I want to be accurate.
0: ladies and gentlemen so we're back we are back and I'd like to um, I'd like to I'd like to start off by reading you a little thing here Uh, it's a small piece that was published on the telegram account of one Yuri Poldyaka Poldyaka which was syndicated by the Saker blog today and it is um, it's rooted in this guy Yuri's analysis of the war going on in uh, eastern Ukraine but it broadens out perfectly once again to frame the larger issue that we are all really uh, faced with globally especially here in the United States so I want to get around to I want to get around to that and um, and and leave you with this so I will not leave you with it but Kick off a a little bit more of a deeper part of this episode, so here it is from the saker yuri uh Podol, uh Podolyaka, good versus evil ukraine he says is one of the fronts of the battle of good against evil. It is not the battle of countries or even ideas. Today is May 3rd, and today I want to talk about what we are all fighting against. It's not even about what happens in Ukraine, but about what happens in the world in general. A Russian pilot, Konstantin Yaroshenko, told us about how he was brought back to Russia from the United States. He was being transferred in manacles, uh, and was and they were removed only after the U.S. representative made absolutely sure the U.S. exchange prisoner was aboard the Russian plane. Before that, for almost 24 hours, Konstantin couldn't even drink water properly because of the shackles. He physically couldn't take a bottle of water, so he had to ask the guard to pour water into his mouth. That's how Americans treat the prisoner who was already pardoned and was to be exchanged. The American prisoner was treated entirely differently in humane, in humane conditions. That's inhumane, not inhumane. And here I remember the first thing that amazes the Ukrainian prisoners when they are taken captive. They don't expect the decent treatment that they get. They know how the Russian prisoners are treated in Ukraine. They are beaten, tortured, sometimes even killed. Ukrainians are surprised that they are not even beaten. This is a huge difference that can't be ignored. This goes for journalism as well. The Russian journalists, like me, get regular death threats and are in real danger. There's not a single case of someone threatening a Ukrainian journalist that takes an official uh, Kiev position. If someone makes calls to do something about them, it's about lawful actions. Now, obviously... We talk about one side, the other side, and and uh, everybody, everybody taking their position. I don't know if that's the case. There's not one journalist out there that has not gotten shit from the other side or anything like that. Hell. Um, we definitely know that the opposite is true, but uh, we'll see. There's been a lot of goading. Obviously, the NATO side of things would love to see. Uh, Ukrainian journalists brutalized because that could only take the uh, the whole, you know, war crimes narrative to a new level there. They're trying to get anything to pop off at this point. Anyway, they go. He goes on. On another level, social networks, the situation is similar. Take note how hateful the messaging is from Kiev aligned posters. They call to kill children and women, etc., where there's not a single call for such things from our side. There is like a Satanist hatred coming from their side with constant lies. How during the first couple of weeks they called on regular Ukrainian citizens to make phone calls to their friends in Russia and lie for the sake of Ukrainian victory. We can see this lying for the greater good on all levels. The battle goes on not for some town in Donbass or not even for the entire Ukraine. The battle is between radically different worlds. The battle is for the sake of one of the world's winning and, and going on to build our, on our beautiful earth, the civilization of the future. Their, sides use, their side uses threats, murders, violence, provocations, and spreading of total hatred. Our side tries to bring the world, which so far is not really listening, completely different values. And for that reason, we have to win because if we lose, they will wipe us off the map. We and our children will be either killed or turned into a cesspool of hatred that they turned Ukraine into a mere eight years ago. But I'm absolutely sure that this process is reversible and leaning on our ideology, we would not just win in Ukraine and, res- and resurrect Ukraine. We still, uh, we still remember that people and country, not to mention the government, but the end goal is to win the battle in Washington. As paradoxical as it may sound today, we need to help American people get rid of the bloodsuckers that today are violating hundreds of millions or even billions of people across the planet with their hatred. See, it once again um, said, when when you talk about the war in Ukraine, it's really not even about the Russians versus the Ukrainians. It's about the Russians versus the united states and nato and intelligence services and all that stuff and uh and it's a it's a an information war it's a it's it's a really a a crazy thing situation there but taking that away that's been like i said it has uh it's all rooted in his personal analysis of the war that's going on it broadens out to what we're dealing with globally and i want to read another thing this came from a, uh, an OP, the unprogrammable one, on GLP not too long ago, on 420 actually, and I, I put it aside because I didn't know what night it would be useful. And it, I think it's not good tonight. This will take a couple of minutes, but still. Here is what is, they say. What is really wrong with the left? An explanation. Has anyone noticed how the left has taken their, hip, their hippie generation ideology of stick it to the man and turned it into a kind of mass hysteria? Watching the dichotomy of the left versus right reminds me of an early of an old Beatles song, something about you say goodbye, I say hello. Now, I'm no expert on any special subject here, if you will, but I've spent a great deal of time over the past 20 years studying history, politics, philosophy, religion, and the occult. Uh, mostly college-level courses and lectures from renowned speakers and professionals. Regardless, I use my own brain to rationalize the world I live in based based on my understanding of history and the current world around me. I posted here many years ago about what I saw happening in the run-up to the election that gave us Barack Obama and my concerns that he was openly brainwashing the left into a sort of cult ritual. Now, almost 15 years later, I'm posting this because I firmly believe I was correct in 2008. Now, it, I read through this before, and it's a thread about how the Obama slogan, there's, there's the, the headline, Yes, We Can, through phonetics, sound vibration, neurolinguistic programming, Hebrew connections, esoteric symbology, all of that stuff was actually a, a, uh, almost like a, uh, a spell. And I mean you can you can say absolutely that was a big part of 2008 obviously they had social media really Contributing to 2008 as well, and we have been spellbound in so many other ways since then through the internet We got that directly from the horse's mouth uh, at BLM about how witchcraft is a big part of what they do and how they're not just these uh, Hashtags are not just hashtags. It's about galvanizing energy and to put and to uh, to to evoke invoke spirits so we know that that's that this is a big part of it and that we are in in large part a spellbound people civilization which is why it seems like there's such a huge disconnect with some of the people that we watched here tonight you can't get through to them until something cracks the programming he continues, what I believe we're witnessing today is a socially induced psychosis brought on through the use of mimetics, NLP, and ritual hypnosis. Think about the, the night that we spent with Kathy O'Brien. Further, I think that all of this was made possible by the saturation of mass media via smart technology and the psychological softening of the populace through the widespread use of modern pharmaceuticals. And I think if we critically examine our recent history, we would find that it all began with three simple words that people were duped into chanting in unison some 14 years ago. Yes, we can. What most people never realized was that the chant they were made to repeat was phonetically an occult affirmation. Ritual. Yes, we, well, like the, the, the French we, and Ken, which is yes. It's like yes, yes, yes. Ken, I believe the, he said is... um is very close to um, yes in Hebrew. And that is, uh, and that they were mass hypnotizing themselves. Since that time, we have seen a specific modus operandi from the neo-left that has illustrated itself repeatedly through the past three administrations. This apparent operating system by which the left now functions is marched by an astonishingly inept and nonsensical attempt to mirror the hated actions of their perceived foe in retaliation for a perceived crime this became apparent when after obama left office the left immediately became enraged over their perceived racist the perceived racist crimes of middle class white american christians and began to lash out irrationally at the new administration as they perceived the political right to do against obama it became all the more apparent when they in their early days of the pandemic, the left viciously latched onto the tyrannical ideology, seemingly only because conservative America despised the thought. This irrational behavior has manifested itself in almost every area of neo leftism to the point where it is no longer deniable that there is a psychosis among a portion of the population that has taken over a political ideology of the left. With every new day, we see more evidence. It is becoming increasingly difficult to explain this phenomenon away as simple stupidity. While that may play a role, the irrationality we witness among the left with their NPC behavior is much more akin to evidence of mass hypnosis or brainwashing. If it isn't the left embracing Satanism just because the right is Christian, then it's the left putting transvestites in charge of your children because it makes you uncomfortable. If you expose their hypocrisy and call them out for their lies, they shed crocodile tears on Twitter about how they contemplated suicide and they're fearing for their lives because of your horrible, inhuman, sexist, racist, misogynist abuse. And they'll come for you and they'll come after you and make every attempt to completely ruin you. And now they freak out over the lifting of a mandate on masks? Why? I'm sure on a very superficial level they like the anonymity it gives them to loot, pillage, and act like jackboots toward those that don't think like them, but really the reason they scream, you can't ban masks, is because others screamed that they couldn't mandate them. They need conflict to validate their existence. It doesn't need to be rational because their puppet masters only need conflict. They don't think. They've been programmed not to think, they only react, and they always do so by mimicking the right. So when the string puller says jump, their only question is how high. Now you know how we could go from the left accusing the right of inept leadership under President Trump directly into the left producing the most inept and ignorant government that history has ever seen. They're sticking it to the man, i.e. you. Now the moral of the story... Don't ever let great orators convince you to repeat after them and be on your guard when one man is, a, is able to mesmerize millions with his words. Never forget about the swirling rumors of occult activity within and around the White House under 44, the sheer amount of pedophiles connected to that administration, and how quickly those rumors and accusations were denied and buried when 45 came after them. Hunter Biden is only the tip of the iceberg. There is a den of darkness dwelling under the hill and it still thrives, as we can see. So that was a wonderful read that I found on GLP. Now um, now there's something else. There's a little something that we found on, uh, on uh, the chans today. This was sent to me by Mike from Maryland. And he says, you have to remember something, Frank. You have to keep the ritualistic, um, the power behind all this in focus. And here it is: abortion. This is what what, what popped up on the chance here today. Uh, abortion is a human sacrificial, a sacrifice ritual, the most powerful known to exist. It was invented by eugenicists within the occult to to curry favor with Satan, while also gaining his protection for their war mongering, usury, and industrial scale manipulation of people's minds. Why is abortion such a powerful form of ritual human sacrifice? Because it involves the most defenseless victim conceivable, an unborn child, being willfully murdered by the very person most spiritually bound to love and protect them, their own mothers. These ritualized murders are carried out in a nonchalant, routine way as a means of facilitating hedonistic apathy, laziness, and convenience. The magic is in symbolically placing 10 seconds of physical pleasure above the value of a human life. That's the orgasm. It symbolizes evil within cruelty within evil. It proffers that a few seconds of vaginal con- uh, contractions means more than a human life, your own child, and it does this using the greatest symbol of love and compassion, a mother satanically inverted into spiritually into spiritually numbed, unfeeling executioners. It's it's pretty blunt and to the point, but it's it uh it's I really do believe that we are in a a crossroads like this, and um I wanted to jump in with this one. So the next time you see a woman of the West screeching into the camera about her rights On the steps of some federal building, look into her eyes and understand that you're looking into the eyes of a simple murderer, not just a simple murderer, but of a demon, the literal definition of evil, and understand that this steady stream of death she inflicts upon the unborn is what powers the elite's satanic karma and in turn enables their ever-tightening grip on our nation, our society, our culture, our very lives. If you intend to win, you have to understand and take away the true source of their power, And if this all seems like like mysticism to you, consider why this is, what the media taught you that. Consider why this is what the media taught you that and who directed the media to do so. Now, obviously, this is a, you want to talk about, it's time to take a stance. This, this writer, the OP here, takes a very, very definitive stance. And I often I don't I the only one thing I'm hesitant about is seeing these young girls protesting on the steps of a Capitol building or on the steps of a courthouse somewhere, and and seeing them advocating for things that are just so awful. And understanding once again, did this child ever have a chance? Thinking how where they were born, who was who has been watching after them and teaching them since they were just in kindergarten or younger. Did they ever have a chance? Do they still have a chance? Can they ever be saved? And if I harden my heart, and I know that I, in 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 the heat of the uh, heat of the moment on this show, I, I say things, uh, I say a lot of things that uh, obviously would not change the minds of those that we are watching on the libs of TikTok compilation. But I think about you know if I if I harden my heart and say okay well these people are not only cold blooded murderers but they are also evil incarnate they are they are possessed perfectly by a demon was it a demon that was assigned to them or one that they communed with one-on-one that they sought after themselves i don't know i don't know but what is it at this point are we past the uh, the point of no return and everybody has already cast their lot and you just got to pray for those who who may see something different along the way and uh, before it's too late can you is there anything to change this around aside from the fact that the most the most unthinkable displays of apathy toward human life in its most precious and vulnerable state is on display in the in in sickening ways something that completely makes those somber yet heated debates from the 1990s look like, once again, the slippery slope fallacy is not a fallacy at all. Because if this is what we become, obviously there is always something much bigger waiting for this to manifest. I don't know. But it's true. Now, Roe versus Wade going away, as we said before, what would that do? It would not take... It would take, uh, I don't know, it would, it would definitely take a lot off the table. They need all the energy they can, but you remember when we talk about negative thoughts and positive thoughts, this is the big thing. They harvest this occult harvesting of negative energy, the pain, the fear, the panic, that, that way to not only take in and leech off of people like vampires, but to also control physical entities, people through maintaining that that power that that straw that sucking straw to them. That's one thing. that's the harvest. but we know that powerful the 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 power of love and the power of fear, love always just, just, just we're talking about magnitudes, magnitudes greater. you guys know it. You guys have felt it. You have felt fear before, and you've also felt absolute elation, joy. You felt joy. You felt loved. um, You felt it. I don't know if you're in that state right now, but at one point you know that putting those two together, that the love is so much more, so much more powerful. So you think about everything that they need, all of the, uh, the efforts that they need to put together a source for their fuel and how even just a, a a dent in that a dent in that can do such damage to their plans because the power of love is so much is so much greater it is so much greater and um, and i think that uh, i think that, that could be something there that laziness that that feeling of convenience the hedonistic apathy that can be really cut down at the knees little by little and as i said before it's the revealing of this horrible um this 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 display this display of unfeeling nature toward something so basic and um and so simple i think that is a wonderful way for breaking that uh, breaking up the glacier in any of people who are maybe on the fence about things who wanted to be moderate but just see that there's something else there plenty of tools out there to keep your life in order Plenty of tools. So, what do we do for the last 8, 47, 13 minutes? I'm going to go back into the Super Chats, but I'm going to leave the phone lines on. And let's see what you guys and gals can come up with. Um, Yes, let's see what you can come up with. Over on the Tippa stream, let's go there first. Citizen Chuck. Citizen Chuck says, Ditto. Well, thank you, Chuck. It's wonderful to have you out there. One-Way Mel says, I'm pretty sure one of the biggest ranchers in Montana is Ted Turner. Well, that's going to be one hell of a face-off. That's going to be one hell of a face-off once I get there. And over on the Pilled. Let's get on down to uh, Secret Weapon says, thanks, Frank. Thank you, Secret Weapon. I also want to point everybody to Chris Ann Hall's website. I put this in my Telegram today so you can go and read this. Oh. Oh. Wow. That scared the shit out of me. Chris Ann Hall's website. She wrote this a couple of years ago. The Inalienable Right to Life. I would love to cover this with her next time she's on the show. I have to put out a uh, a May date with her, but I put this on the, the Telegram. Go and read this. Published it a couple of years ago, and it's really really remarkable. Not that long, of course. A lot of great American history and um, inner workings of the court and all that stuff. Let's take a let's take a call, uh, Eric Reitz, who tweets. What's going on, Eric?
1: Frank, what a wonderful day this is! After all these decades, these monsters have finally taken an L.
0: Uh, it, it's a, it's a, it could be a very, very huge L, Eric, and I hope, I hope that those majorities stay in place. It'd be wonderful to get this kind of a win uh, it, under these circumstances, where we thought we were just going to get pummeled by an inept puppet president with uh, two houses of Congress that really, you would think. They could do anything but are doing nothing Um, it's been it's been very interesting how we've been just in this stalemate holding pattern and this is a, a would be a remarkable win
1: indeed i tried to contact you frank back at the beginning of march because of where i happened to find myself i was out on a lonely stretch of nevada highway 60 miles from any cell service little collection of buildings on one side of the road called rachel nevada But that wasn't the location that matters, Frank, because 10 miles to the south of there on the other side of Bald Mountain was a place called Haney Airport, a.k.a. the Groom Lake Test Facility, a.k.a. Area 51. Mm. And it was it's something else when you're out there, Frank, way, way away from civilization like that. The night sky is like nothing you've seen in your life.
0: Just, I would have to imagine because of the dryness, and because of the lack of light pollution, it is just like the greatest light show you've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, there's, there's so much more up there that you you never get to see when you're in a city. But I won't, it would, This is a year of good things, Frank. We got this. We're going to get Congress back in the fall. And even in my own personal life, Frank, I've had a big change since I last talked to you. I got a new job, and folks, here's what's possible in this lifestyle, because without a college degree, Frank, I got a new job that pays six figures, it's got paid a life, <laughs> uh, vision, dental, health and disability, and it gives me a 10K contribution to my 401K with no match.
0: Wow. I'm so happy for you, I gotta Eric. I got to work
1: my butt off though.
0: <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That, that that would be very gratifying work, and you've been uh you've been a, a a friend of this show for a long time and I'm always happy to hear good things happen to good people and uh it's I'm happy that you got through tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely give the sponsors some love now, too.
0: Oh. So that I've
1: got the ability.
0: <laughs> well, listen, you you just you just settle into this new one. Just take those deep breaths wow. of of uh, of new life and and enjoy yourself and and uh, just know you got a friend over here on the airwaves.
1: Yeah. Hey Frank, you know if uh, uh, Subscribe Star does uh messaging?
0: Oh yeah, like yeah. The, like Patreon, did? Absolutely. There's direct Okay, message. I'm
1: gonna have to send you a message, then Frank, because I I picked some things up while I was out there in the desert. I wanna wanna maybe send them to you. Well, I'll, I'll it, send you a message. As
0: as long as it's not a venomous snake or anything that is radioactive.
1: hey it should be all safe
0: okay good okay well Uh,
1: good to talk to you frank and i'll talk to you again in the future
0: thank you eric i'll be looking out for your direct message um i would love to drive through that i really would one day one day road trips long road trips gotta do it especially while aurora is young just gotta do it because i know one day unfortunately she's not going to want to be in a car with me for more than a few hours and that's sad to even think about all right let's take a uh, call from mute loudmouth what's going on mute the
2: one the only and i don't know whether or not i need to be passive or an actual loudmouth tonight but uh great show uh frank you know that um video that you reposted was much appreciated and that was the uh doctor who had performed over 1200 abortions and mm. describe the process that um, that he ultimately walked away from, and seeing that uh, that clamp go around his wrist, I I, mean, I was already you know pro life to begin with, but that was just uh, you know epic for hopefully changing at least one mind out there that was uh, of the pro choice persuasion.
0: Yes, and, yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. I, I I played that on my show here. Uh, maybe one or two times over the years. Uh, the The guy's name is Dr. Anthony Levitino, and it's it's, yes. a, it's a five minute long video. And I don't know, my my gosh, it's uh, all you gotta do is listen to it. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. just doesn't change thing and something inside of you, you you might need therapy. Uh,
2: and then some, absolutely. Um, you know, the the part of the argument that always really rubs me the wrong way is that it takes two so you cannot bring about a baby with two women no matter how you can or cannot define a woman it takes a man and a woman to produce life so all of the argument being focused around the woman's choice you know there's that spiritual side that says well what about what the dad might want you know, how come there's never been a, a massive push of the pro-life side to actually say, well, in order for an abortion to proceed, you're going to have to get consent from the father as well.
0: Yeah. Well, or, yeah. Okay.
2: No, go for it.
0: No, no, go ahead. No, because compl- we only have a little bit left. So I want you to just get your thoughts out.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, um, so I've been on the receiving end of relationships that, you know, went into that scary territory, but the other party decided that they would silently go about ending something before I even really knew what was going on. Now, that's kind of torturous. You know, because it's not just the woman that you know goes back and has those feelings of you know regret for you know the action or you know whatever they may experience, but that I mean, kind of puts the dude in a, a, a rather peculiar uh, position as well. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I'm not really.
0: No, I, 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 uh, I, no, mute. I, I understand what you're getting at, and I think, I think, I. I have some thoughts on that, too. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I really appreciate thank this. Thank you, brother. I really do. I appreciate this. And I think what he's talking, we were talking before, we had some super chats that came in from uh, from people who were were sharing little anecdotes about friends of theirs, female friends of theirs, who years later after an abortion will struggle with whether or not forgiveness is something that they can attain or or if they can ever shake their regret or wondering if. Now, obviously, other people are able to be okay with it a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. At the end of your life, I think you do a lot more reflecting about things. Uh, later phases of your life, you do a lot more reflecting about things. That's just something we all do. And I, as I said before, I do believe that second, third chances, forgiveness, it's all there for us. I really do believe so. I hope so because I need a lot of it. I'm not I'm not uh broadcasting to you from some some, you know, golden crow's nest where I can uh I can see everything for a, as it is and I I am absolved of of all uh weaknesses and flaws and all that stuff. But yeah, there has to be something at least for a, a few men. I think out of the 60 million 60 million plus abortions that have been tallied in this country since the 1970s I'm pretty sure that there is a sizable portion that was done without the father's consent against the father's uh against the father's protests that would have otherwise you know been different if the father had some kind of a, a say and if that was you know respected now, perhaps there is times where the father did step in and it, and it did sway something inside of the mother where there was love there, that she felt that like she wasn't alone, they can do this together, and it changes them. You know, the other thing is the arrival of a child does change a person in a way that you never, you never can think. Now, I, don't, I will never know what it feels like to have a, a child growing inside of me. So there's already a bond there between woman and child. Um that is that i I can't speak to, but once the child arri- arrives, everybody's everything has changed. When you look into the child's eyes when you're able to buy this is the reason why a lot of these abortion uh activist types and these these crazy ass judges like uh Kitanjo Brown. Do not want people to be outside of abortion clinics to give any kind of counsel to talk to anybody that's considering having an abortion. This is why they, they tried vehemently to make sure that abortion clinics or any other family planning organization never show the, uh, a, a, an expecting mother a uh, an ultrasound. Because the moment you actually see even in that blurry image inside of you, that that, that's a human. That's not a chipmunk. That's a human. And then when they arrive, man, even the – God knows – only God knows how many how many hearts change. All all the fear turns into inspiration, and suddenly you'll do anything for that child. And and uh, regardless if you're uh, 18 or 23 or a latecomer in your 40s, and the child shows up, and you just there's uh, who knows out of the 60 million out of the 60 million that would have been life changing in the most positive of ways but of course they won't tell you that they'll tell you that you are saving the child by killing it by avoiding a um the parents that 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 weren't necessarily ready yet they weren't they weren't ready to stop fooling around or chasing careers or they weren't ready for anything and that was it say well uh i don't know like i said it's a very very touchy subject but it's turned into something much much uglier and there's got to be some some regret on the father's side there too and maybe not you know we are a little bit more of the uh the, the wheel and dealing type remember they feminism changed the fundamental the fundamental nature of women in society in a social sense by convincing women, oh, you are just as horn doggish as men. Oh, no, trust us. You are just as horn doggish as men. Yeah, men are pigs, but you know how you fix that? You got to be a pig too. We are pigs. We want to spray our seed everywhere, run around and keep spraying. Now, obviously, we have some, uh, some of our nature can be better tempered by having good fathers good fathers that understand and, and mothers that, that, that teach you how to, to, to properly treat another person, how to court them, date them, whatever. And, and, and whatever, you know, parenting is, is very important there too. But, uh, we, we know that through feminism and liberation, uh, ideology, theology, it's a, it's a religion. They went after young girls and, and told them that men are pigs and you need to be piggier so it's uh in another life women used to be this and and many of you are let me just say that i know that that there are still beautiful uh virtuous quality women all over the place but that used to be the buffer another buffer that held us in place you know that tamed us it got way too easy got way too easy so suddenly we're, we're women that just want to, you know, everybody's DTF, everybody, and then and then there's absolutely no responsibility that needs to be taken because not only is there birth control and rubbers all over the place and whatever, but if somebody does get pregnant, you know that uh, you're, you're, you're probably going to be hooking up with a girl, especially on a college campus that'll be willing to get rid of it. So it really, it destroys men, it destroys women. All of this stuff destroys men and women. And the relationship we have with each other, denying each other any kind of say in one thing or another, and major life decisions, and then of course we talked about the the privilege that's been drawn up legally and else, else wise, Um that cuts men out of the equation and makes them you know really into these these uh, silenced beasts of burden. So it's uh, it's a mess. It's a total mess, and everybody suffers. This is not just about uh casting judgment on women who made this i mean this is the the this is the world that all of us were born into and i feel i feel a, a lot of pity in my heart for all of us because i was a part of this too i never had a, a child of mine aborted but i know people who have had abortions i don't see them as evil people i i don't and i would be um you know it's that's another reason why topics like tonight are even more tightropey than other nights. Well, it's nine oh four. I know that we can probably go on forever and ever, but there was so much to do tonight. And perhaps we can get some more of your calls in tomorrow. We have a nice guest in the first half tomorrow in the, the form of Ricky Verandes of the Ripple Effect podcast. And in the second half, I won't put anything too big in there. So we can take calls from tonight. Obviously, this is going to be a big story in the coming weeks. They said that a decision won't even be made public in official sense for up to maybe two months. So tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, save all of your thoughts, write them down, call in. You can email them to me. I'll read them into the record tomorrow, and, and that's what we'll do. I'll make sure that we have a nice block of time to just do some, um, some freewheeling calls tomorrow night. Thanks again for everything. Let me go into the Super Chats and make sure I've got everybody spoken for. On to the Rumble, are we caught up there? Yes, indeed we are. On to the Rockfin, are we caught up there? Yes, indeed we are. Thank you, Fishhead, and thank you, Chris Wall, once again. And then on to the Tippa Stream, one more refresh, and we're good, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tonight. I will see you tomorrow. Don't, don't, uh, don't take your, don't put your pants back on, and become a sponsor of the show. It would be wonderful to welcome you and to have you there for the Sunday afternoon streams that are unlisted just for sponsors and uh, and to, to bring you into the future with me. Have a great, great evening and uh, bye-bye.
2: I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite Frankly is filmed before a live studio audience. And now... Our Super Chatters, starting with Citizen Chuck, One Way Mail, Philip Mianus, Dark Maga Pepe, Sunshine Girl 2, Chiquita, and on Rockfin, Chris Wall, and Fishhead Montana. Thank you to everybody on the Rumble Rants and uh, everybody on Pilled. Don't worry, I'm releasing the scratching right now, you itchy bastards. Nighty night.